क्या है हेलो दिस इज सैफिलोसन फ्रॉम सैफिलोसन डॉ कॉम एंड दिस इज एपिसोड सिक्सटी एट ऑफ दी सोफ्री आर्ट पॉडकास्ट विच इज अट एंड थिंग्स एंड दिस वॉन्ट गोइंग टू बी ऑल अबाउट डेफ and if you're watching on youtube at youtube.com/sophielawson you can see that dennis is dead so little dennis won't be doing anything on this one because he's going to he's just going to lie there and do nothing so this one's going to be all about death and i've wrote some little notes on a paper towel that i took at work and also i've set a timer on my watch so if the timer goes off at 25 minutes i'm going to have to quickly pause the video just because otherwise it messes up the editing thing because it does it in chunks four gig chunks so if that goes off that's what that is but this one's going to be all about death and really about how thinking about death can make you a better artist but also like a better person and i don't think many people talk about death i find it fascinating so i'll just quickly go through little topics i'm going to talk about the death lights which is all to do with like having awareness when you're dead which is talked about in the Tibetan book of the dead but I haven't actually read this yet it's just I've heard many people talking about it on podcasts so I'm going to talk about what I've what I've picked up about these death lights and sort of how I think it links in with well it, to me it links in with like lucid dreaming and stuff um I'm going to talk about animals bodies so if you're if you're ever outside and you see like a a dead animal I'm going to talk about that little feeling because it's quite weird I'm going to look at someone oh yeah I'm going to like talk about how if you look at somebody and think about them dying it has quite a powerful like it has quite a powerful impact so I'm going to talk about that I'm going to talk about meditating on death this is the main bit where I feel like if you it can help you become a better artist I'm going to talk about death in dreams so i've had a few dreams where i've actually died so i'm going to talk about that i'm going to talk about how i think the wrong we have it maybe the wrong way round so it's almost like we think well i was, i started thinking maybe we are actually dead right now and so when we're born that's us actually like dying which is why we come into this thing crying our eyes out and then when we die that's us actually being born so i'll just talk about that i think we could have it flipped the wrong way around and then i got a tiny bit about last night's a lucid dream i had last night super funny i'll stick that at the end so that's basically what we're going to be talking about on this one the main thing with death is <laughs> death is it's it's a paradox to me because it's like death is a certainty it there's a, it's the only one thing we know is going to happen in this life but it's a paradox because we don't know what's going to happen so we know it's going to happen but we don't know what is going to happen and i i find that in itself quite fascinating really but what i what i've thought about a lot like when i'm walking home from work i often wonder cuz well this goes into something when i'm at saltrum which is like the local woods sometimes i just sit there and if if you sit there perfectly still like lie on the grass or something after about 5 or 10 minutes little insects will start walking past 
right in front of you because I, I think they don't realise you're there if you're still. So sometimes I just sit there watching these little... Like, it was a couple of weeks ago when I was at Saltram, there was this little... I don't know what it was. It was like a little... A very strange-looking creature. And it was just walking around, going up and down the grass. Up and down the grass, around the leaves and everything. And I just looked at it and I thought... That thing is so fragile because if it's tiny, it was like half, it's probably about a quarter of the size of my nail. And I thought if I wanted to, right now, I could get my fingers and squish it and it's gone. And it's gone like that and it wouldn't know what's happened. So I just think that that is so vulnerable. But then I, I thought to myself, well, if we zoom out, like if we zoom right out and then you start looking at the earth... If there was something that is looking at it like that, we would be super vulnerable. We would be exactly the same way. And then when I think about it, we are really very vulnerable. And I, it surprises me how many people don't die. Because I, I hardly know anyone who's died, really. And I'm 38. And I, like people don't seem to die, which they should. <laughs> Because there's so many ways you can die, so that's it, it. It confuses me a bit as to why so many people, or why more people don't die. But then I often wonder, like, how am I going to die? So, like, have you ever thought, how are you going to die? Because there's so many ways. I mean, you could die. <laughs> you could die by falling down the stairs, tripping over, your trousers fall down, you expose everything, knock yourself out. So that's like a super embarrassing way to die. You could die like a truck loses control. You're walking along, minding your own business. And the truck takes you out. You could die by a comet falling out of the sky. Get stuck in a tsunami or something. <laughs> salami. Get stuck in salami. You could you could get... You could be walking around and and get like kidnapped and then shot. Like, see, you could have, like, a really terrifying death. Or you could have a peaceful death where you die in your sleep. Because, again, like, with that, people who die in their sleep, I, I've started wondering, are they are they maybe somehow in, like, a lucid dream? And they've decided to go. So, to us, they've died, but they're actually still out there in, in that lucid dream. Like, anything's possible. But what I th- the reason I think about that is because I think if you... Think if you, if you like, think about how you are gonna die, and there's so many ways to die. I think one of the main things I want to do is, no matter how I die, I want to die with a smile on my face. I think if you can do that, you've probably lived a good life. So, like, I've I've often tried to imagine myself in the worst possible scenario like being tortured for days and like knowing like knowing you're going to die and I've tried to put myself in that and and carry on smiling so that because I think if if you're if you die with a smile I somehow think that is going to take that smile is going to go with you so that no matter what it's almost like no, no matter what happens you can control that you're smiling even if it's a horrifying death so that's that's one thing I think about, but it kind of goes into this 
thing with the lights with the Tibetan Book of the Dead. So in this book, what I've heard on a podcast is they talk about how, it talks about how when you die, what's going to happen is, this is why I think lucid dreaming is so important, because lucid dreaming is all about keeping your awareness when you're dreaming. And I, I feel like death is just, it's like a permanent dream. It's going to be like a permanent dream. So if, if you can have your awareness when you when you die, I think if you haven't got your awareness when you die, your subconscious is going to be making decisions for you. So if you're if you're still living from fear and stuff, your subconscious is going to be making fear decisions. So I think when you die, it talks about in here, you're going to get presented with, you're going to come face to face with like beautiful almost like angel type beings and they're going to try and take you one way you're going to have these almost like demon type creatures who are going to try and scare you and stuff but you're going to have lights so I can't I don't know what lights are because I haven't read the book yet but I know the one light I do know is that a blue light if there's a blue there's going to be a blue light and if you go towards the blue light you're going to be taken back to earth so that the blue light represents earth so you would come back and be, have like another life and then go back through it again. But I think the thing is, if you can keep your awareness, you can basically stop yourself. So when that blue light comes up, instead of being pulled towards it, you would be able to keep your awareness and say, no, I'm going deeper. And you'd be able to, you'd be able to just go through all the lights. But if you haven't got your awareness or if you're still living with fear, when that like the way I'm looking at it, now I'm making this bit up because I haven't read the book, but let's say like a fear creature comes up. If you're if you're scared because you you think it's real, well, it probably is real, but if you don't understand it, or if you haven't got your awareness to, to, to think that this is like a dream, in other words, it doesn't matter, that thing's going to come up and you're going to run away from it. And it, the way I would look at it is it's probably going to make you run towards one of these lights for like safety and that's going to put you into another type of existence and like these angel type creatures if you go towards those because you're going to want to go towards that because I I imagine it's all going to be with your brain so this this realm the death realm is going to be it's going to know everything about you so it's going to know your deepest desires so for me I would imagine it's going to show itself as like my therapist because I love her to bits. So if let's say she dies in this life and then I die and it this thing reps, it comes it shows itself as my therapist and it says come here I would it, I would have to say no I'm not going towards you but imagine how hard that would be when you love that person to bits and you want to you'd want to go and embrace them but that embracing them that could be what takes you into another light. So you're going to have to. You're going to, and this is why I think dreams are like a, a practice. It's almost like a little practice playground of not being sort of seduced by this beautiful things like your desires, saying no to desires, but also not running away from scary things, like staying there, embracing them. It's, it fascinates me. I, I'm actually. I know it sounds. It's going to sound weird. I'm actually quite excited to find out what's going to happen. But I, I really want to read this book. I'm still reading my lucid dreaming book. 
I'm I'm such a slow reader at the minute, but this is this is going to be my next book. I'm pretty sure of that. So that's basically stuff to do with the lights. Yeah, lucid. It's all about awareness. I think everything's to do with awareness. Lucid dreaming is all about awareness, which helps you increase your awareness in the waking state, and it looks like it's going to increase your awareness in the death state as well. <laughs> that's crazy. But like. That thing, thinking about death, like, this is, this is, this is, I think this is a really powerful thing. When you're next in front of somebody that you love or something, like your your sister, a family member or something, have you ever looked at them, they could just be sitting there watching TV, like, totally oblivious to you, and just look at them, and really in your head, like, really imagine and picture and and understand that they're going to die and you'll get hit with this feeling like you you will want to go and just hug them and I think that is that's why it's so important to think about death because if you don't think about that person dying you're just going to take them for granted and then when they when they die you'll then think oh I wish I had sort of appreciated them more so like my therapist I would so because she actually left I've got a different therapist now, but my original therapist, I once meditated meditated on her dying and it changed everything because after that, every time I went to one of my sessions with her, I just knew to appreciate her because it could be the last one and it ended up, there was a session when it was the last one, but because I had appreciated her before, it wasn't so bad and I, because it's almost like you prepare yourself for them going instead of being like shocked when they leave you're sort of prepared for it so you appreciate them when when they're with you but when they go it's much easier to let them go as well because you sort of prepared for it this is why i think death thinking about death is so important oh my phone's gone off so 10 minutes before the alarm goes off <laughs> i get a bit distracted by that i'm going to talk about a little bit about these animal bodies because again when i'm at saltram I'm walking down these little paths. I'm always seeing little dead mice, little bees, dead bees, basically just dead creatures. And I always stop and look at these look at these little creatures. Firstly, they always seem to be totally peaceful. Their their little eyes it it looks like it looks like they're still, especially mice. It looks like they're still there, but you know they're not. So you're looking at it, and you know that all you're looking at is like a a carcass <laughs> it's just like a shell so in a weird way it's nothing anymore but that was once a life it's it's really weird but then i start i start wondering i look at that and i always wonder how did it die was it happy when it died what's it doing now so i just i find that little thing quite nice but i i love I love looking at it. It gives, in terms of being, in terms of artists, <laughs> little dead creatures. It's really good to just pick them up and study them, because you're never going to have a better opportunity to study a, a mouse than when it's dead. So, so I like, I often pick them up. I put a leaf underneath it, pick it up, and just really look at it. And you can just, you can just see all the intricacies of it. So, if you wanted to draw a creature, I think maybe collect dead animals. And that sounds a bit bit weird but i would just say collect one and like sketch it 
you're never gonna have a better chance to see what it looks like little bees as well i just done as if to flick it i wouldn't flick it but I'd, i like roll them around and just like stroke them you can feel their textures again when are you ever going to get a chance to stroke a little bee so i i feel like it's nice but it's you get this weird feeling of that thing is isn't anything anymore and yet it was once something and you it makes you realize that there's going to be a point in the future when your body is exactly the same your body's going to be lying there and it's like that it's like your body's just going to become like a a carcass <laughs> this is weird but you're still going to exist i'm pretty sure of that so therefore i know that those little animals still exist as well which is quite nice but the main thing with in terms of being an artist is it's all about meditating on death i feel like the most powerful thing the most powerful meditations i've ever done is when i've meditated on death i've actually i've actually like as vivid as lucid dreams i've seen myself dying in meditations i've seen my coffin being like paraded around and it's like i've been up in the sky looking down on it and it's it's weird because you come back from that knowing that you're going to die it again it, it sort of makes you appreciate this life but what it does is if you've got goals there's so many things it does if you've got like for me i want to become i want to basically live off my art but I, i'm not i don't want to rush it because i want to i want to be drawing what i want to draw and so and be able to sort of live off of it so i don't want to just start selling art for the sake of it but so what you do is you meditate on dying having not given it everything you've got to become like the best artist you can and what happen is you will feel such sadness at having for instance i've meditated on my death and imagined playing my whole life doing nothing but playing video games knowing that i could have spent that time studying or working towards my art and you come back from that and and if you ever needed something to really stop you playing video games or something do that because you you will just you'll come back from that and know that you can't waste any more time i always say nothing is ever wasted so if you are playing video games it's part of the process but if you if you have if you can become aware of the fact that you have a choice of playing a video game or drawing or something and knowing that your choice is going to end up one day it might end up with you dying having not achieved what you want because it doesn't matter i don't think it matters if you die and don't achieve it i think the thing that's going to matter is if you die and you didn't give it everything you've got to achieve it i think that's that's the only way you're going to have a bit of sadness about it but this goes into something else as well well there's <laughs> there's so many things about this i love this is why i love death my mind's gone pop i've i've dropped something there i've lot um think meditating on death the other thing it does is it allows you to face fears because if you're outside let's say like i want i there's a point where i wanted to go to art class and i was too scared to do it fear of what people would think and stuff like that again you can meditate on death and understand that when you die all those things that people thought all those things you didn't do because you were scared of what people would think of you 
you realise it doesn't matter because you're going to die. So, like, any anything that anyone says, it doesn't matter because you're going to die. So, like, a fear, if you can put yourself in that fear and say, what's the worst thing that can happen here? The absolute worst thing that can happen is, is not going to be as bad as as death. Not that death is bad, it's just you're going to die anyway. I, it's quite hard to explain that, but it just makes you realise that there's nothing to be afraid of. So even though you understand that, it, it doesn't mean you become fearless because you're still, you've still got to do the work to become fearless, but you sort of know that there is... There's this, even though you're scared, you'll still be scared still, and you will still not do things because of fear, there will be something underneath, there'll be something in the back of your mind where you're like, I'm going to die, so this thing, there's no need to be, there's no need to be afraid. So it's sort of of in the background all the time. And I I just think it's something you need to keep doing. Because I think there would be a, that was a funny noise, I think there would be a point in the future where if you really... I'm convinced there is a point in the future where you can become so fearless that you can do anything. I really I really think that. So I think lucid dreaming helps with that because you can face your fears and practice it. And then thinking about death helps that because it gives you some perspective on like there's no reason to be afraid. So that's basically that's basically it. There was something I really wanted to say about I've forgotten it but there's just so many reasons why I think thinking about death is good something else I wanted to talk about was how I think well I'm going to talk about quickly something I have actually gone into dream. I've had dreams where I've died so like before if I was in a dream and I died I would normally wake up but because I don't know if it's because of this lucid dream like improving the awareness it kind of maybe goes into what I was talking about last week where I feel like the dream character your dream self can become aware independently of you so I think when that starts happening your dream self can get killed and die so that now has no awareness but you're the dreamer watching all of this so you can keep your awareness so I've had it I've I've had it now where I've I've been the dream character and I've got killed. I like I've had it where I got shot, but I carried on in the dream and I suddenly realized that I was like observing the dream. So I was still inside the dream even though I knew I was dead. And what would happen is I would I would suddenly realize that nobody could see me. So I would become like invisible. But this is quite weird. I don't know what this means, but so I would be in this dream now knowing that I'm dead and I'm invisible. So I'd start like walking around the dream almost like like I was invisible and invincible. I could do anything. But suddenly there would be one or two people who would suddenly see who would be able to see me. I don't know what that means. And that would that always that always freaks me out a bit because I'm like, why can you see me when I'm dead? And they would normally be I've had this dream probably three or four times and they are always like trying to chase me or capture me and it's like no matter where I go to try and hide from them they always seem to be able to see me so I don't know what that's all about but when you wake up from there and when you wake up from a dream where you've died and you realize that you haven't died <laughs> again it it sort of 
makes me feel like this is what's going to happen when you actually die. I think you're going to die and you're going to carry on existing. That is going to be so weird. Just imagine, that's going to be so weird. But again, it might be really exciting because it might be like, you might suddenly become like that invincible feeling again where you're like, wow, I'm still alive. I can do whatever I want now. But I've had one dream which was quite sad. What happened was I... I don't know if I died or if I was invisible, but what happened was I somehow got frozen in time. And I was in this room, I could not move, I was frozen, and my sister was there, and to her I was dead. But I was like, I'm not dead, I'm still here, but there was no way of being able to tell her. That was quite a sad dream, it felt really, like, that was quite a sad one, that. So, again, I don't know what that is, but... The last thing I was going to talk about is how I think we might have it the wrong, the wrong way round, which would be so funny. Again, it goes into dreaming a bit, in that because I've often wondered, we seem to think that this physical, that the waking state, the physical reality is super important, and the dream realm is, is not important at all. Well, I've started wondering, what if we've got it the, the wrong way round, where the dream realm is super important, and it's not that the physical is not important, it's just that the dream is more important because the dream is like above the physical. So like the, the it's the dream that is creating the physical. So the dream is actually more important, but we've got it the, the wrong way around. So I start wondering, what if we've got it that way in like death as well? So like when we die, we're actually being born. So this life that we're inside of now... We're actually dead, and we're not aware that we're dead. This is this is the death process, and it would explain a lot of things. It would explain some of the things to do with like suffering. It would, it would explain why we're sort of quite limited here, because in this in this physical, you've got time. Like time is the one thing that stops you being able to manifest things instantly. Which, like in the dream realm, you see that time is different. So you think it, and it exists. Out here, you think it, you have to wait for it to exist. And like time is the thing between you thinking it and it existing. And I think it depends on the probability of it existing. That determines how much time is between you and it. But if you keep thinking about what you want, in the end, it will exist. So that time, that time thing that's in the middle... It's almost like limiting. It's limiting things from manifesting because during that period, like let's say a fear comes along. So a fear comes along, which or a self-doubt. Let's say you want to manifest your art in a gallery. Right, you have to keep thinking. Yeah, every single day until it happens, you have to keep thinking. My art is in a gallery. 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 At one day your art will be in a gallery. I actually did that in 2015 and I was able to get my art into a gallery when it it should never have been possible. I'd only just started drawing and I got my art into a gallery. So it proved to me then that you can actually create things as as long as you keep thinking it. But if any doubt creeps in during that period between you thinking it and it becoming real, if any doubt comes in, it might stop you believing that you've got your art in a gallery which means you're no longer 
putting that thought there, which means the existing is now going to go further away. However, I think it will still happen because you've increased the probability of it happening, which means even though you're not saying anymore, I want my art in a gallery, I feel like an opportunity will come along where you could get your art in a gallery. So it all then depend on whether you, you're, again, sort of like an awareness. Are you aware of these opportunities? Hmm. It's quite fascinating, that. So I started wondering, what if when we are born, we're actually, that's us actually dying? <laughs> that would be crazy. And it's almost like when we're dreaming, that's us sort of going back into our, into life. It's like us going back into life. Yeah, I've still got to think about this one, but somehow I think, like, the the dream is linked with the death realm. So it's almost like dreams is like we can get a taste of of death and and when you see that you see there's nothing to be i'm gonna have a drink of hot chocolate (sighs) when you start thinking about that if let's just say let's just say death is the same as a dream realm that is something to be really excited about because all of a sudden you can do whatever, you're going to be able to do whatever you want. Again, as long as you've got your awareness. But then you've got to think about it. Everyone else is also going to be able to do what they want. That's going to get mad. Yeah, so again, if you've got people who are fear creatures or who enjoy fear things, they're going to be manifesting fear things. You're going to have people who are peaceful, creating peaceful things. So this could even explain how you end up with, like... let's just say like hell realms and heaven realms it's maybe because i think we're inside some sort of virtual reality system thing it might be that the system what it does is it when you die it looks at your data what are you are you a fear-based creature or a thingy like a love-based creature and what it will do is it will it will just start putting fear things over here death love things over here but then I don't think if you ended up in that fear in like let's say you ended up in a hell realm I don't think you would be stuck there I think you would you I don't believe that the system or the god or whatever would ever put anything or anyone anywhere where they can't change because that I don't believe that would happen so I think we always have we're always going to have a choice and free will to get out of whatever we're, we're in but what I think is, if you can keep your awareness through death, right through it, I think you're going to actually be able to get right out, even out of the universe itself. And then that's when I think you could create your own universe. And that's what I i almost half think, that the whole point of this system that we're inside of, this virtual reality, is it's trying to create another version of itself. So I've often wondered, like, is there, at the very base, like in the source... Is there like one little entity which could just be, it would be, we wouldn't, I don't think we'd even be able to put it into words what it would be, just like a ball of light existing, but it wants, it wants to create more balls of light, so what it has to do is it has to put itself inside of itself, (laughs) not aware of what it is, in the hopes that it can find out what, I don't know whether it would have, hmm, well, basically, the whole point of it is put yourself inside of it in the hopes that you can cl- clone yourself, create more balls of light. 
and then like each ball of light would be like universes fascinating <laughs> i think i've gone all over the place with that one but i just love death and i think thinking about death is powerful especially if you're trying to do things which scare the crap out of you <laughs> it's really good to think about death it just puts life into perspective kind of goes into this week's inspirational quote which is from the tibetan book of the dead but i just want to quickly go over last a little lucid dream from last night super quickly i'll probably go into this more detail in the future if i do another lucid dreaming podcast but this one's this one was amazing so it started out with me becoming lucid i've got a new little lucid technique so there's another podcast with robert wagner which i'll link to in the show notes at sophielawson.com and on this podcast i was listening to it before bed and he said what you want to do is before you go to bed keep repeating tonight in my dreams i will be more critically aware and realize i'm dreaming tonight my dreams i'll be critically aware and realize i'm dreaming tonight my dreams i'll be no tonight my dreams i'll be critically aware and no anything that (laughs) tonight my dreams i'll be more critically aware and anything that is strange i will notice and become lucid basically he says it a much nicer way i wrote it down in my dream diary so i repeated it i went into sleep thinking that and i don't know what happened but during the dream i realized something and i became lucid which normally i become lucid from false awakenings so it is quite rare for me to become lucid inside of a dream so that was quite exciting what i did was i i said my poem i stabilized the dream and stuff i ended up in this water i I said manifest sula in front of me manifest sula the dream threw me into this like pool of water i got a bit scared because i thought i'm going to drown i said no i'm dreaming you can breathe underwater so i took in a deep breath and I could I could breathe under the water, so I I started sinking under the water. I don't know where I was going, but I got really excited at being able to breathe under water. That I started to feel a wet dream coming on. So I know that if you, if I get a wet dream, that's going to wake me up. So I I said to myself, get control of your emotions. So I took control of my emotions, but my the dream seemed to go. I don't know whether I lost lucidity. But the next thing I know, I'm in. I'm in another dream where there's this lady in a kiosk. It's weird. Basically, she ended up having my finger cut off and it regenerated. A bunch of invisible dogs. But what I wanted to talk about was at the end, this is so funny, I've had three dreams now where I've sung inside of the dream. I had one where I became lucid with my sister. Started spinning the car and I said, I started singing, We're spinning around because this is a dream, which I thought was funny. And then the, another one, I became lucid, I was at work, I climbed on top of the counters with a saucepan and some sticks. I started hitting these saucepans going, boom, boom, ksh, boom, boom, ksh. we are, we are dreaming, Pff, boom, boom, ksh. <laughs> which I thought was funny. I actually even got one of the dream characters or figures, dream figures up onto the counter with me and we were both doing this, which I thought was amazing. That's actually what that one is what started before i went into the one with the blue light that i talked about last week that blue ball of light thing but what happened tonight which was amazing is 
I found myself in this stadium, like a train station. Loads of people. For some reason, my dream self started going, mana mana, da 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 da, mana mana, da 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 da, which I love. Like the Muppets did that. All of a sudden, everybody in this train station starts going, da 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 da, da 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 da, and it was just the happiest thing I've ever. It's the happiest feeling I've ever felt in a dream and I was just smiling so much because I, I kept saying I'm dreaming that went on for like well it seemed quite a long time but at some point I, I knew that the dream was going so what I did was I put all my energy in my head again I zoomed up and I just started singing I can't remember how I sang it but I started singing you gave me a lucid dream I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and then I looked down I could see the dream like miles below me all these people still singing and dancing and then I woke up and I woke up smiling so much it, that was just it was amazing it was like I was inside of a it was like I was inside of a a theatre play or something on stage singing and dancing <laughs> that was amazing oh I didn't do the little gong this week that gong could be the sound of this week's inspirational quote, which goes to, it goes to the book of the craft of dying. That sounds like a good book to get. The book of the craft of dying. So the, this week's qu- inspirational quote comes from that book and it is, learn to die and thou shalt learn to live. For there shall none learn to live that hath not learnt to die. Beautiful. That's amazing. It kind of goes into that thing is when you think about death, you come back and appreciate life. Again, it's just like lucid dreaming. You increase your awareness in lucid dream. You increase your awareness in life. You think about death, you improve your life. So they are linked. They're both linked together. Learn to die and thou shalt learn to live. For there shall none learn to live that hath not learnt to die. The book of the craft of dying. Da-da-da-da. <laughs>